Have you ever been in a combat situation? Define combat, sir. Chat? An incursion underwater to retake an impregnable fortress held by an elite team of U.S. Marines in possession of 81 hostages and 15 guided rockets armed with VX poisoned gas. In that case, no, sir. Excuse me. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Ah, uh, the old one is back. Hey, I wonder if we can... Uh... I wonder if Shaw did mute us. <laughs> this is Cheap Seat Reviews. <laughs> Man, I'll just have this up the storm. The one time I don't mute you guys. Damn it. Uh, hello. Thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that just doesn't give a shit. Um, we are so cheap. I love uh, it. This is the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 151, and today we're talking about The Rock. Please insert all of the bad Sean Connery impressions here. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew Chemical Super Freak. Jemison. Uh, hello. Hello. How are you, how are you sir? <laughs> I'm great. Now, uh, I know you can do the uh, the Irish and the Scottish and the you can probably do a pretty good Connery. But can you do a Nicolas Cage? I'm, I know Corny's going to try. So can you do a Nicolas Cage? <coughs> if I cannot die here. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have never done a Nicolas Cage. All right. Well, I'll have well, to practice it. Yeah, practice it. Turn your mic sure. off and practice yeah. it. And then forget to turn it back on. Cornelius Rocket Man <laughs> Logan. I'll have you know that my Sean is not that bad. No, it's not. I think you need more shush yeah. sh- when you when you because he yeah. does that right when he's you little shush. Sh- you know he always he always adds s s h to everything. You're making fun of my speech, Sean. There you go. That's pretty there you good. go. That's pretty good. Yeah. And Sam Zeus's butthole vector. I'd take pleasure in gutting you, boy. <laughs> Uh, that's the, the hell one. you call me? That's the one. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Sorry. that's the that's the one. Actually, line. I did that in the movie too. Really? <laughs> <At that moment. laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was the one clip I didn't pull from this movie. Uh, oh so let's, come on! I it's know. like one of the best. I know. I I just didn't think about it honestly. I pulled all of the other good ones, but not that one. I totally forgot that that was in this movie. By the way. Yeah. And I had a good chuckle when I heard it. I was like, oh, now I remember. Yeah. And then he just keeps repeating it. I'll take, take pleasure in gutting you. You. Boy. Boy. What's hey, wrong with these pretty, people? You've yeah. got a really, that's not too bad of a Nick Cage there, oh, Sean. Thank you. I can do very few of the yeah. uh, impersonations. So maybe. Do it in German now. <laughs> yeah, he picks it up like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. That's yeah. just terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know oh, it is. Oh dear. Um, so this movie, The Rock. This is great. 1990. Well, crap. 96. I forgot. Um, oh, is it that old? I can't remember. Yeah, 96. Oh. Um, Corny and I were that freshmen was... in high school. Sam was already 40, and Andrew yeah. was 11. So. I was in sixth grade. Yes. Yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> well, nice. <laughs> yep. So, uh, so yeah, 96, this was great. Um, we've all seen this many times, yes? 
Yes. Okay. Uh, many is not a word I would use. Oh, a, a few? Really? Or hundreds? No, I, I don't know. I mean, just maybe twice, maybe two or three. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Well, okay. yeah. I figured this would be right up your alley, Corny. Yeah. Like, explosions and yeah, all F- sorts F- of stuff. F-bombs well, you have to, you have to understand that there's a an area of movies that I, I was and wasn't allowed to watch. Um, um, movies with too many people with not a lot of melanin uh, just really didn't happen in my house. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Okay. I was going to say, wait a minute. It's not because of violence. One of your favorite movies of all time is Beverly Hills Cop. But it's yeah, because, that was fine. It's because there's not a lot of black people. Is what you're saying? Is that what, is that what you're saying? Are we can we can we go there? Yeah, yeah I mean let's 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 be honest here. Okay. Uh, I, I will also say that since we're we're speaking on said subject, uh, which is why uh, I uh, have seen Coming to America um, a, a lot, billion. and and, and uh, the Last Dragon, which by the way we definitely need to watch for this podcast. Sure, I'm up for that. I don't think I've ever seen that. What is that? It's uh, it is the cheesiest of. Uh, of movies, uh, I, I can think from the uh, the late eighties. Oh, nice! It's not quite. I mean, it's not black exploitation, but it's no, it's not that. But it's it's. I mean, it's not in the house, but it's ringing the doorbell. You know? <laughs> <laughs> ba- basically, it was like some some Hollywood people are like, okay, you know, we're coming off the success of Bruce Lee, and and there's all these other white guys doing. Fake karate. Kung, we need was it kung fu. Well, it wasn't kung fu. I mean, like you had guys like American Ninja. I mean, this Jeff Speakman was his name. Why I remember yeah. that, I don't know. But um, that's a terrible movie. Um, and he's. <laughs> I mean, the dude is as white as I am, and his karate, like, I mean, it's real bad. It's just real bad. Like, like, I don't even know what to compare it to, honestly. Um, well, I just pictured you doing karate. Just to picture me, yeah, good, actually, yeah. Because the guy fights in, like, skinny man jeans the whole time. Oh, nice. Um, that might be something to find. Yeah, check out. American, if I if I can find it, it's worth it. The The best scene yeah. in the movie is when he, he actually fights Odd Job. The actor, Dude, the, spoilers. Oh, sorry. He does beat up a cow <laughs> at one point. It's so That's bad. Okay. It's so bad. Yeah. But yeah, we should watch uh, uh, what Corny said. I already forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, the, the Last Dragon. The and Last by Dragon. The way, there's a, the Last Dragon. And uh, there's a Super Saiyan moment in that one. So uh, I think nice. we all be happy there. Nice. But uh, the guy glows yellow, starts beating up people. We should, watch, we should also watch Black Sweet. Dynamite. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I make you watch that? You tried to. I didn't. Oh. Um <laughs> It wasn't for a lack of trying. Oh, man, yeah. that movie is... American... Was it American Ninja? Yeah, American Ninja. American it's, Ninja Warrior. It's not streaming on Netflix. All right, anyway, no one cares. Um, so, The Rock. Hey. Um, uh, so, uh, Andrew, just why don't you tell us about The Rock, and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there. A mild-mannered chemist and an ex-con must lead the counter-strike when a rogue group of military men, led by a renegade general, threaten a nerve gas attack from Alcatraz against San Francisco. Comma, comma, comma. <laughs> oh, see, this seemed like a long sentence. Is that just yeah. one sentence? <laughs> yeah, that's all one sentence. Wow. Okay, so... Is this the right movie? Ameri- Sorry, I'm looking at American Ninja. I'm trying to figure out... Oh, you're back on the... 
I'm yeah. I'm on. I'm on Amazon Prime. It's it's not streaming. Oh. But like, here's here's the the tagline is the deadliest art of the East is now in the hands of an American. That's, that's actually <laughs> scary. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so you Andrew, you've already kind of said that you haven't seen this as much. Uh, so kind of yeah. what's your uh, what's your initial uh, thoughts on this movie? Well, this is one of those movies that I was allowed to watch as I got older, and it was on TBS or TNT, probably TNT, something that. Uh, Dude, it's uh, so TNT. Cut out, like yeah, it is explosions. Yeah, um, maybe Spike. I don't know, one of those man channels. And uh, my, you know, of course, it's one of those that I watched with my dad. And uh, I don't think I've ever seen the original, you know, theatrical version. So this, and maybe I have, I don't, I don't really remember, but uh, I have seen this before in many different places and, uh, you know, here and there I've caught parts of it on TV, different places. So I I like the movie. I think it's done very well. I think that uh, the story is good. I do have a few questions about the plot. Um, (laughs) <laughs> that we'll get into later that I just don't really get. Um, I thought it was an inventive use of anal beads. Um, <laughs> oh, that's awful. Much delightful. Um, oh. I, I don't like Nicolas Cage as an actor. Um, Boy, we've, we've, been, we've been killing I like him. you. Yeah, I like it. I like him a little bit more than Tom Cruise, but they're both on that level for me that I just... I'm not a fan. Um, <laughs> but having said that, I do enjoy the movie, and I uh, love Sean Connery, and Ed Harris is always great, although in this one he might be a little over the top uh, in some cases, but I, I like his his movies. So, uh, yeah, that's where I am. All right. Interesting. I'm uh, really... Yeah. Uh, by the way, back to my movie that I'm looking for, I was wrong. I was not uh, not... American Ninja, which is a 1985 movie. I'm thinking of Jeff Speakman in The Perfect Weapon. That's what I was thinking of. So mm, that actually sounds familiar. Yeah, because now that I'm looking on the actual poster for the for the DVD or the Blu-ray, he's wearing like a leather jacket with the sleeves pushed up to the elbows because that's what we did back then, and he's wearing like mom like jeans. Hell I did. Well, that's mom what, jeans. That's what white people did back then. Yeah, um, I wouldn't know. I know. So, <laughs> anyway, it's not streaming anywhere. Maybe it's on Vimeo. I don't know. But uh, it's true. If it's not like only a legit website, yeah. it's probably on Vimeo. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's fine. We're, um, we're bad movies going to die. Yeah. Or just, <laughs> they just go. Uh, uh, corny. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Is that your whole intro? The Rock has come back to watch The Rock. Okay. (sighs) Okay, that's it. Um, No, uh, I haven't uh, seen this movie but a couple times, but uh, it's, um, it's weird. It's one of those things that I forget about as a movie. But it, Sam was right. It is in my wheelhouse. Uh, that I've got cheap action, stupid <laughs> explosions, really Explodium. impossible. Everything yeah. is made of Everything is exploding. Yeah. 
um, gunfights for no reason, and uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Uh, if he just said face off at least twice in this movie, I actually would have been okay. Close <laughs> your face off. Off. I could uh, but other than that, no. It's... Sorry. Oh, I'd uh, I'd almost forgotten oh, the whole. Uh... Sorry. What? Wait, what? <laughs> you can't hear it, but uh, I clicked. I, I'm on YouTube. I'm looking for that stupid movie. And um, who's the who's the annoying? Who's the guy who works in the kitchen who yells at people? You know what I'm talking about? The, uh, 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 Not Guy Fieri. Who's the guy that yells at people? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Hell's Kitchen. Gordon, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay, yeah. yeah he was uh, doing something called teaching cooking or something. Anyway, sorry, Corny. I totally interrupted <laughs> I called you. him yelling. Well, he started yelling at me, and I was like, ah, but you can't hear it, so it kind of freaked me out. Oh, my gosh. Corny. The, the movie is on YouTube. Heck, yeah. <laughs> it's getting added to the list. <laughs> Sorry, this just made my day. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, all right. I'm sorry, Corny. I totally screwed uh, screwed you over there on that one. I'm going to no, take a really Interstellar out and replace it with I'm Just Eating Sam. Um, hey, by the way, I found a way to watch... Um, uh, really? Uh, I, yeah, here we go. I just <laughs> lost everything. Oh, no. um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world for all of us to see. Really? Oh, yeah? yeah in, a, in a legal manner? No, no, it's very legal. Very okay. Legal. All right, but I'll tell you how. Okay, um, much later, yes. Yeah, later. <clears throat> so anyway, no, uh, but Sam's right. This is in my wheelhouse of, of, of movies like that, and um, I, it was just it's good American cheese all over the place, except with, you know, with the Scottish with guy. The Scotsman, who, yeah. The Scotsman who they keep saying is from England, which, t- I mean, I, I get that, but at the same time, you know. He's, at least they didn't say he was oh. from Spain. <laughs> uh, yeah. all that dress I wore on the beach was on tripod. Very windy. He's married to that Mexican. Uh, okay. That's not true. Nope, not a true at all. Because they no. weren't. They weren't even married in the movie. So, Sam, you bastard. Right? Oh, that wasn't me. Sorry, that was that was the Sean. I was actually Sean, um, sorry. Actually, I'm. I, I am. I'm actually very curious to hear uh, uh, Andrews, uh, Sean Connery. Mine's okay, but I, I can't imagine yours is not. Andrew, you gonna you gonna Andrew, chime in there, or are you just gonna you gonna, or are I you uh, are you muted working on your Nicholas Cage? <laughs> I, I was actually working on my Nicholas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, was. Nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll be interested to see if that comes up. We might bring it back. Well, I'm, I'm practicing. Okay, you practicing. <laughs> okay, but anyway, yeah, but uh, I enjoyed the movie and. Uh, as I have in, in the past, and uh, I, I don't think this movie will ever lose its uh, flavor. Um, this is uh, four-month-old peanut butter, and it's still fresh for me. <laughs> what an interesting way to describe that. That's I love fantastic. it, yeah. You know, the reason why I say that is because in my office, it's four-month-old peanut butter, and I took a spoonful today, and it was fantastic. That stuff lasts forever. As long as you just kind yeah, of stir it, it does, back yeah. up, you know, get the oil back in there, it'll be fine. Yeah. Oil stayed in place. It's awesome. Yeah. That scared me a little bit, to be honest with you. <laughs> scared me. I may die. <laughs> uh, you'll be fine. If uh, if you've eaten the, the meals I've seen you eat, you'll be fine with uh, with four-month-old peanut butter. That's actually very true. Yeah. I've seen you eat way much worse. Um, no, it's awesome that I used to get paid to go eat um, at our cafeteria just to see if I get sick. What? There was a cafeteria that we worked at at Carowinds. I shouldn't yeah. I shouldn't talk bad about Carowinds in the podcast, but they uh, they made these chicken fingers 
that there were two people that I knew that could eat them, and everyone else that ate them literally got sick. I mean, the, the, the oh. day I ate them, I threw up all in the bathroom. It was awful. And so when Corny was hired, I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and warn you, but I know you're going to ignore me. Don't eat the chicken tenders. And he was like, oh, challenge accepted. And <laughs> the, the exact words were said. Yeah, and then you ate like six baskets. Um, oh. Maybe not a row, but you know what I'm saying. But he was fine. There was this other dude, though. I'm going to talk bad about him for a little bit. His name was James Brown, the hardest working man in entertainment. And oh. his name was actually James Brown. I don't know if he listens to the show. He was a cool dude. I liked working with James. And he had to have oh my God. one full cup of honey mustard per chicken tender. And, oh, my gosh. And he worked there so long that he knew where they kept the, all the extra stuff. So, like, if the counter, like, the condiment counter was empty, he would actually go from, in like, in the storage space and get more and load it for them so he could have his honey mustard. Wow. Yeah. James Brown. That was actually his name. Um, he's a good I, You should have called him Honey Mustard. <laughs> We should have called him Honey Mustard. I don't know, man. After he uh, told us about that one thing he would do right before he assassinated somebody. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. I don't, wanna, I don't know if I should talk about that on the show. We'll, we'll talk about off air if I remember. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny, Sam. Oh, okay. Um, no, it's actually funny. He only... I don't want to talk about it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Sam, I guess it's your turn. Oh, are you done, Corny? Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. All right. This... Movie is a cinematic masterpiece. Okay. You shut your damn mouth. <laughs> no, I. Uh, this is one of those movies that I saw in high school that um, that stuck with me. I had the poster framed on my wall. Part of the name of my fantasy football team came from this poster on my wall that really? I had. Yeah, Jurox, Jurassic Park, and The Rock. I didn't um, know that. <laughs> you know, I, I I couldn't come up with a name, so I was kind of looking around. I was like, oh, there's two posters right next to each other. I'm just going to combine names. So, Jurox, uh, so you, this So, poster, basically, you literally did pull a Kaiser Sose. I certainly did, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> I think this movie is a good way to show that Michael Bay can actually make a decent film when people are... I don't think he was quite the Michael Bay we know now uh, in terms of I don't think people can say no to him now. He was more like so, a Michael Inlet, you know? Right. <laughs> Michael Shore? Yeah, Michael Shore. Uh, a Michael uh, Peer. <laughs> um, I but still, I, I think, think Inlet's actually the best one. But yeah, go ahead. I, I saw some trivia on there that other people kind of helped him with some of the script and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, screenwriting credits. And you can tell because it's people. not just complete action. There's actually story behind some of the action. Certainly there's Michael Bay action in this. And you can see the cameras on the cars as they are getting destroyed um, and, and things that he's known to, and to do. And from... Uh... From bottom to top. Yeah. Oh yeah. People yeah. rotate. Yeah. The camera runs, yeah. spins around as you look up their nose as they stand up, and there's yeah. heroic music happening. Yeah. But I really enjoy this this film. It's it's really almost it's almost like the Odd Couple type of film because they they were able to get the the British spy yeah. and the the bumbling Boy Scout. Um, Boy Scout. Yeah. And and but make both of them relevant to the. To, to where they both needed each other and uh, and the way they got rid of the uh, the Navy SEAL team that was helping them out it, it still gets me every time that that scene in the uh, 
and the shower room is, um, I, it's gross and it's, uh, it's sad, yeah. but it's brilliant in a way that, you know, here they got rid of all the support that these two, these two people, you know, these two guys had to, to get this mission accomplished. Um, but I really, really enjoy this movie and, uh, yeah, I watch it quite often. Haven't watched it in a while. Um, especially since I totally forgot about the, I'm take pleasure in gutting you, uh, scene, but, uh, it's, it's a heck of a ride and a lot of fun. How about you, Sean? All right. Um, <clears throat> I think, uh, this movie defines the nineties, right? <laughs> like the mid nineties, um, as, as an action, I was going to argue with you and now I believe you as, as an action film, this has, 90s all over it, right? I mean, you got 90s kind of not bad tech, just 90s tech. You know, there's a cell phone, but it's gigantic, and um, it has it has every trope that an action movie is supposed to have. It it goes through paint by colors action film. Okay, we got mm-hmm. the hero, and then we've got you know the guy that he's going to clash with, but ultimately they'll be, be you know be BFFs by the end. You got to have a car chase. We have to destroy something, you know, and if we're going to have a car chase, we should do it in San Francisco because why not? It's pretty. I mean, it, it, not. don't forget that you got to have the very expensive car. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and you know, I, and Corny mentioned earlier that, like, I mean, why is the trolley made of explodium? Who knows, you know, so. <laughs> it can also um, fly. It can fly yeah. straight up, you know, with that. It's got like really, a rocket underneath yeah with that really bad cgi'd flames that you didn't see the crane lifting it into the air yeah um ding ding here comes that guy lived in that that wreck like he walked out of it and that guy was great he's like he was so bad he's like ah save yourselves he's so funny um so pissed that his trolley was destroyed i'm gonna kill that mother effer (laughs) you ain't gonna be safe i'm gonna hunt you down so yeah no he was great so there's so much this movie that's just wonderful and awful at the same time i haven't seen this in years and believe it or not people you can't cross this off your bingo card i don't own this one and i'm actually i'm actually surprised i mean i don't think i do um (laughs) I'm actually surprised. Have we achieved the point where you don't know anymore? Well, <laughs> maybe. I, it's not that I own that many. I mean, I, it's over a hundred, but um, I'm surprised though. You know, in terms of DVDs and cheap DVDs, that this would be in a pile somewhere. I, I could see oh, yeah, it this being in a pile. Certainly, this is certainly in the five dollar bin at Walmart. Yeah, right. But the thing is, is like I don't buy DVDs anymore. So if I didn't own it before, if I'm gonna get mm-hmm. it, I'm gonna get it on Blu-ray. Um, I've just stopped doing that altogether. I've been getting digital. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really should do that. And I have this. There's this weird part of my brain that kind of is like I feel like like I'm afraid that if I buy it on digital, and something happens to the cloud or my computer, I'll, then I won't own yeah. it. Yeah. You know, like... I, uh, the whole viewing experience has changed and is continuing to change. I know, I know. Because I, when yeah. when I used to love watching movies on my, you know, 50, 60-inch, I don't know how big my TV is, uh, flat screen, I now would rather watch them lying in bed with my iPad and my headphones on. Absolutely. You can turn up the music as loud as you want. Yeah. 
the uh, mm. the the resolution is still amazing. So yeah, I yeah. mean it's yeah. not it's not the greatest quality, but it's well, personal. I mean, your iPad's you know? gonna be pretty good. Um, I I I see that you I see that, and I can experience. I'm with you there on some things, right? Like. Um, I just finished watching for the first time ever. I finished the entire series of Deep Space Nine. I know I'm a Trekkie, and I just now finishing Deep Space Nine, but whatever, it's fine. And I actually really enjoyed. I enjoyed the the series. It was Sam. I don't know if you saw my Facebook post, but I basically I said that it is the Game of Thrones of Star Trek. Oh yeah. Um, because there's Do people a lot die. Of, there, yeah, a lot of people die. Actually, a lot of like not main characters, but like. Like tertiary characters or secondary characters, like people that are on the show more than like even ten times. I mean, like you know, oh, well. so and they die, and there's a lot of we're now aligned with these people. Nope, now we're aligned with these people, and then there's also kind of a weird magical kind of a thing happening also that's kind of over off to the side a little bit, kind of like the White Walkers kind of a concept, you know, like there's. Like there's a little bit of magic happening in in the world. Yeah. See, so you, you you haven't watched in a while. The White Walkers have gotten uh, pretty big. Well, anyway, my point is is that it's <laughs> that's that's the closest way I could relate it to to uh, to 2016, 2017. Yeah. My point is is that oh that yeah I'll watch that on my iPad if yeah. I had an iPad, um, in 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 bed or whatever. But this kind of movie, I, I still want to be on my you know, my 50-inch flat screen. Um, though in my current rental unit house here, I don't have my surround sound hooked up. I know. You know, um, I, when I watch through the window, it, the screen is still there, but I just can't hear it like I used to. I know the joke that you've been doing for years now, but here's the funny part is is that the only <laughs> way you could do that is if you're going you're gonna to have to climb to the second floor of a tree, and I know your ass ain't climbing no tree 25 <laughs> feet in the air. Well, that's why right he drives a cherry picker. Yeah. That's because Corny it, it, lifts me up. <laughs> you I lift him up yeah. <laughs> so he can scare Sean. Yeah. There's a lot of grunting involved. Yeah, I would bet. Um, anyway. <laughs> I have no part of this. Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> oh, you want this? Yes, every uh, inch. I feel so, like there's a lot of touching inappropriately that I don't want to see. <laughs> I, and then forget the fact, Sam, that you're still in a walking boot. Like, you couldn't have done no, this. No, I'm out. Oh, okay. I'm out. It. As of last Friday, I am now only in a brace, and I have not used my walker in uh, almost a week. <laughs> Your walker. Oh, I wish I'd have known that was a thing. All the old jokes would have been better. Oh, man, I wish I had a photo of that. That's great. Anyway, so back to The Rock. I love The Rock. It's great. Now, it's not Talking a perfect about walkers. Movie. Let's talk about Sean Connery. Hey, well... I think Sean Connery does great in this movie, and he's the best part of the movie. I think Nicolas mm-hmm. Cage. I had actually kind of forgotten how bad he is in this movie. Um, yeah, and this I is, do share the compliment. This is actually the height of his career. I mean, this is when he was doing all the things: Con Air, this, and a handful was of other. Con movies. Air, a Michael Bay movie? No, but I think it's a Bruckheimer sure? joint. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, it's okay. But it's it um it 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 might be. Like I said, a, a Bruckheimer bit. Um, I can. Yeah, Cage is basically out now, isn't he? What like do you mean? out oh, of style. Well, okay. So here's you, you want to know what Nicholas Cage is doing right now? Sure. Um, let me click on his 
face, and I'll tell you. So um, you may or not have been aware that he had to file for bankruptcy a couple years ago. He had to sell his, you know, million-dollar man, billion-dollar mansion or whatever, right? So Is he on he, Lifetime now? No, but basically he's just, oh, you need me in your movie? Fine, I'll do that. It's kind of like Keanu Reeves a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, I was about to say. So he does. Keanu can actually not do a movie. He'd be, he'd be okay. So, yeah. you know, he did the second National Treasure, right? So 2007, yeah. he's, he's still doing fine. He does that bad Bangkok Dangerous movie and then Knowing, and then he does Astro Boy as a, a voiceover, and then Kick-Ass and The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I liked him in Kick-Ass. I thought he was actually good in Kick-Ass. And Sorcerer's Apprentice, he's actually okay in because the character can be crazy, and he plays crazy pretty well. Mm-hmm. And this is about the time where he's having to uh, file for bankruptcy. And that's when he starts doing movies like Drive Angry, Seeking Justice, Trespass, the Ghost Rider sequel, which none of us saw, I'm sure. Oof. I didn't even I, 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 saw, saw, did. I, saw, I saw it. Did you see it? Was it awful? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, this is still when I was doing my uh, go to every Marvel movie, and then uh, after you're suggesting not to go see... Um, Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Or yeah, I I haven't done it since. <laughs> yeah. So then he does the Crudes. Like he voiceovers for the Crudes. That uh, I think it's a DreamWorks, you know, uh, yeah. movie. And then since then, it has been rough. So <laughs> he's done something called Rage Outcast. He did that Left Behind movie, which I'm pretty sure he was nominated for a Razzie for. Dying of the Light, The Runner, Pay the Ghost, The Trust, Dog Eat Dog. He was in Snowden. Um, which what? As what? Uh, Hank Forrester. I have no idea what that is. He's oh, in yeah, something I know called US Indi- USS Indianapolis Men of Courage as Captain McVeigh. Army of One. Wait, 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 wait. Wasn't the USS Indianapolis the ship that sank? No, that was the Arizona. No, no, no. Not, not in Pearl Harbor. It was sank oh. by a torpedo. Um, with sharks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. During World War II, an American Navy ship is sunk by a Japanese submarine, leaving 300 crewmen stranded in shark-infested waters. Mario okay. Van Peebles did the, directed this. Oh, all right. Oh, man, um, this is just a whole... Uh, he's actually done some good movies, that dude. Um, Peebles? Yeah, he's directed a bunch of stuff. Mostly uh, TV. Hey, how about me knowing knowing some history there? By the way, no, that was good. Well, history you're you're good at. It's it's just That's Hollywood true. film stuff you're bad at. <laughs> Which um, I do a podcast on weekly. Yeah. So here's here's 2017 for Nicolas Cage. This is just 2017. Arsenal, okay. The Humanity Bureau, Mom and Dad, Looking Glass, Inconceivable, Vengeance, A Love Story. Inconceivable. I hope it's about Wallace Shawn. That'd be great. Uh, a mother looks to escape her abusive past by moving to a new town where she befriends another mother who grows suspicious of her. So what Lifetime. He, he plays somebody called Brian. Oh, God. Uh, I love the the fact that he doesn't have last names in half of these roles, so yeah. he's not going to be that big of a role. Yeah, but he's the number one build. So, I mean... Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Looking Glass as Ray. Um... He's the only person in the cast, okay? So Well, here's the question. Has anybody ever seen Raising Arizona? Oh, yeah. I love Raising Arizona. He is amazing in yeah. that film. Absolutely. And I think because of that, he basically has been given a free pass for life. 
you know, uh, maybe not life, but well, I think a good ten for years. A, for a long time. But um, yeah, I mean, after seeing that movie, I, I saw that movie after I saw some other things, like uh, Face Off and this, The Rock, um, and Connie. and I thought, yeah, and Connor, and I thought, is that the same guy? Because he's good in Raising Arizona. Yeah, really good. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, we digress, which is what we do on this show. Um, <laughs> Bingo. Uh, I mean, he was nominated for an Oscar for that role. So, I mean, yeah. so the 90s were really interesting for Cage, and, and, that, and that's fine. But, but this movie, so The Rock. 96 is The Rock. Um, I guess I've done what I have to say. I, I, I like the movie, and that's what I'm going to say about it, and we're going to move on. So yep. um, you mentioned, Sam, about other writers. Um, yes. So this movie was assisted by the likes of Jonathan Hin- Hinsley, mm-hmm. um, who uh, you would know as one of the uh, he wrote. Yeah, um, Brian's brother. Uh, <laughs> what? Brian Hensley. Yeah, oh. his brother. Okay, sure. If you say so. Uh, he yeah. wrote uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Jumanji, Armageddon, The Punisher, Next. Welcome to the Jungle. So he's done some stuff. All right, fine. And then it was also help written by Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino helped with this, as well as Aaron Sorkin. Oh, Sorkin. Sorkin was in on it. Yeah. So. Heck yeah. uh, That makes me think of some of, um, um, you know, shooting script was Aaron Sorkin. So, I mean, I think that was where, you know, Michael Bay is like, well, I need some help. You know, I like. Yeah, Bad Boys was a good movie, but you know I still need some help. Um, I haven't started ruining people's childhoods with these Transformers movies yet. Um, <laughs> so you know, let's uh, you know let's get some help here, because like, I mean, honestly, Bad Boys was his first movie, and then this movie, so he was still he wasn't a thing yet, and then Armageddon came out, and then I think Armageddon kind of changed how people looked at him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to have the conversation. Which would no. you rather watch, Armageddon or The Rock? Which is a better movie? The Rock. Ugh, the Rock. The Rock all the way. I'm just kidding. The Rock. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Absolutely. No, no, I, I definitely don't want to see uh, Armageddon. I don't want to see anybody dude, play with animal crackers. Animal crackers. <laughs> In yeah. the belly button. That's so funny how everybody goes to that. That's great. What a waste. What a waste. Uh, miners. They sent miners to space. Um, oh, I forgot the. So the, hold on, Sam. Hold on. This is an interesting thing. So what you're saying is the premise of the movie doesn't make sense. Therefore, it ruined the movie for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's remember that in a couple of weeks when we talk about Interstellar. <laughs> Just keep that but in mind. Interstellar is smart. No. Yeah. I. I'm. I. Yeah. Nope. Um, yeah. <laughs> they did. Yeah. They did science right, but that this doesn't make the movie smart. It's going to be smart. Just so, wait. Uh, I'm going to blow your mind. No, you're not. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to teach you. You are going to be a learned person learned after that. What? Uh, it's still not a good I, movie. They did the science right in the movie. Damn it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that movie now. I want to talk about this movie. <laughs> so it's interesting that you said that. So uh, there's I'm going to be sick that week, by the way. There's a, you're going to be sick? I mean, that's fine. <laughs> then I'm going to say whatever I'm gonna want, I want to say about that movie, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I think that would actually make I think you would actually like crawl out of your deathbed just so you can defend the movie. 
Um, and, the, and the funny thing is, it's not like my favorite movie. Just, I, I know I'm you just to like to defend like, it too. Yeah, you feel yeah. you feel honor bound for whatever. I feel obligated. Reason. Yeah. Um, it's, it's gotten like, that far now. It's like I will a, risk a, my life. It's like Alan in uh, Batman versus Superman. Um, I called him out a few weeks ago for again <laughs> for that bad movie, and he actually sent me a text and was like. <laughs> Let's, let's do it again. Like, no, no, that's okay. <laughs> I appreciate it, though. I, as much as the show needs your money, I appreciate it. No thanks, Alan. Um, but that would be fun. But no. Don't worry, Alan. There's a whole series of DC movies coming out. We'll have a chance. No, you won't. Yes. They're all going to be bad. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> well, Affleck is, uh, or Damon, what is his name? Affleck. You're, ben Affleck. You're right. Affleck. Yeah. Affleck's uh, not going to be directing Batman now. Yeah, they, they've pulled, he's been pulled from that. Oh, that's interesting. So they're talking about who's going to... Some There was something like who wants to direct it or whatever. I think they should bring Danny Elfman back to direct it. That's mm. Like pe- people immediately touch their nose. You think like, so? Like, oh, I don't yeah. want to be... A, the last person be... in the room to touch his nose is like, oh, crap. I gotta, they should go gotta, something like crazy like... I mean, Abrams. I know like... Yeah, I was actually going to say J.J. Abrams, even though he's come out and said he wants to do his own stuff. He's, he doesn't want to do any more. Remakes, though he'll he'll produce he'll executive produce the fourth Star Trek film, but no, you know who needs to do it? Who? Your boy. My boy? Who's my boy? Joss Sicklin? Oh, young, Joss man. Whedon. I, <laughs> I think Joss is probably done with the comic book stuff. Uh, <laughs> I think he's probably yeah. uh, he's good to go on that. Um. Anyway, so so this yeah. movie, right? So yeah, it's interesting that you guys say that. So. There's another show that I yep. listen to, another podcast I listen to, and two of the guys on that show made a vehement argument that they think that Armageddon is a better movie and that most people would agree with them that Armageddon is a better movie. And really? his argument is the fact that most people their age, and we are close to their age, we're a little younger than them, that we all saw The Rock first, and think it's a better movie because we saw it first. Now, my counter-argument to him, though I'm not arguing with him because he was on a different show and I have not emailed the show, is that I actually saw Armageddon first before The Rock. I saw Armageddon in the theater. Um, oh, wow. I did not see this movie until later. I mean, it would have been probably around the same time, 98-ish. Um, I somehow missed this. For some reason, I actually was... More into Con Air than The Rock. I don't know why. Oh, I did not like Con I Air. I think it's just because we owned Con Air on VHS at the time, and I watched that movie a bunch. I don't know mm. why. I think, I don't know. Con Air is weird, and it's got Cusack in it, and whatever. It's fine. It's a fine movie, but... Not the I, movie with the uh, wind-sweeping hair of uh, Nicolas Cage, is he? Yeah, put the know. bunny back in the box. Yeah, with his really bad southern accent, it's awful. Uh-huh. That's the only thing about that movie I liked, was just watching his hair be blown. Sure. Sure. Well, you know, it's, it is nice hair. Yeah. Um, and he's in a white theater the whole time. It's weird. Um, yeah. It's, it's a weird movie. Yeah. It was contractual obligations. Yeah. It's kind of like Tom Cruise has to run. Yeah. You know? Nicholas Cage, Cage has to suck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, he, so who was on set that said, I hate Cage? All right. We want you to end every sentence with you yelling because we think that's a good idea. Or do you think he said it? He's like, hey, Michael, what if I end every sentence with a yell? 
because he's in. That's actually a really good. That, yeah, that's that's good. I think you've got it. Yeah, <laughs> you've been you've been hired. Uh, it's that's a sad thing, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I I think he thought that was a character choice. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I. Just, I think it's not very good. Or but... maybe he, maybe he knew, knew the explosion was coming and he had to get louder to be heard. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, I um. I, he saw the fuse and he's like, "Oh, I'm starting to get louder." I I do have some of those moments in this film. Uh, I will admit uh, on on uh, on tape, if you will. Uh, on tape. On tape. You went old. All the videotapes. All the videotapes. Well, this movie had tape. Did you see those reel to reel tape things in the? Uh, yeah. In the command center, I'm not sure what they were for. So for looks, <laughs> yeah. So like, so there was that moment where I, we all have done this. Like Sam, you talked about it that last week, but the week before with Mission Impossible Three, where you're like, it took me out of the movie when the rocket hit behind him, but he blew to the left. <laughs> yeah. Um, this that that moment took me out of the movie in this movie, where it's like, wait a minute, we have. Pretty good. I mean, not high definition. That didn't exist in 96. But we're talking about real good quality body cams on these guys from, you know, <laughs> many, many, I mean, several, at least several miles away, right? And mm. they are transmitting clear audio video, right? But it was green. Well, it was green night vision, fine. But clear audio video with very little bit of interference Yet, for some reason, there's a TAC reel-to-reel recorder in there recording <laughs> something. I I just think Michael Bay well, or let's... somebody, you know, some production guy was like, hey, well, they, let's... These, these things are big and they move, so it'll be pretty. Let's just say this. My college, you know, we're a community college. We don't have the biggest tech budget, right? But we recently got some pretty cool projectors that uh, project on the wall and you can use your hand as a mouse, right? Sure. So it's like... It makes it a big giant tablet type of thing. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, I uh, tried teaching that first week back, uh, standing up at the whiteboard, writing my notes on the, the board, and quickly realized that uh, a broken ankle isn't fun to teach on. So I went to the supply closet and got the old school projector out. And I am now sitting at a projector with the vis-a-vis markers. You're, you're talking about an plastic. overhead projector. Yes, overhead projector. Oh wow! Um, teaching my uh, my classes. See, people so, like you make me sick. I'm just gonna say it. Old tech can can work. Okay, all right. I feel like I have to defend myself for some reason. Okay, first of all, <laughs> that old tech is awful, and the fact that they still had them in your building makes me <laughs> sad for you and whoever's in charge of that department. Because when I when I was in charge of that department in my two universities, I threw all of them away, because there's no <laughs> excuse for that, and there's no excuse that you had to stand up at that whiteboard or your smartboard. They should have had a, a laptop that could connected to it, and you could have sat your ass down with a laptop and done everything you needed to do with a laptop. Now so, you were you were at a university. So this is a community college. You had smartboards. You have you obviously have that technology. It's not hard to get those things to. You, yeah. It's an HDMI cord to a laptop. I mean, we're not talking about expensive technology. I mean, they put in what? That's a three thousand dollar head unit that they a- attach to the wall. That, yeah. Somebody's got money at that university. So all you need is your laptop and an HDMI cord, and you're connected. What so, would I write on? Your computer. Type. Why would I? 
I know. I don't type. You got you, you got to have that handwriting up there. Anyway, so this is a personal yeah. preference. So, as yeah. a tech guy, I uh, I just <laughs> do you uh, die a little inside. I I, it, I it am. makes you weep a because, little bit because somebody had a lot of stuff to do and went in and set that stuff up. Yep. And that crap happens at our college too. So um, here's you, what happens. You're putting people out of a job. You're an American, Sam. You're putting American <laughs> well, people out of a job. <laughs> you're just being annoying. I mean, it's fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. But the, the best part is, is that Sam's going to do that to the room and un- inevitably disconnect something that he needs that the next person who will use that board will. Mm. And so that guy's going to get a call. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Sam, did you do it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it is my room. Believe it or not. Oh, okay, okay. It's like your yeah. room. Okay, that's fine. So you can yeah, well, our, you can peel on whatever you want. It's fine. Exactly. So yeah. here's my other thing. With that having been said, with the old tech, okay. My father still has his Mitsubishi turntable. Nice. I have bought him. Does he? Does he have a microphone? He does not. Uh, I don't think does he, he does. Have, does he have uh, another turntable does, next to it? He does, does not he have, have two turntables. He does have, does he have a. Um, all jokes aside, he has his Mitsubishi turntable. He has his TAC or Teak, however you want to pronounce it, reel-to-reel tape player, as well right. as a Sony Super CD player, because that was a thing. Because <laughs> um, CDs are 16-bit, and Super CD came out with a 32-bit player. So I have bought him, as of Christmas, uh, a record. I bought him the um, complete album for the Force Awakens on record, and he and I sat up there for about 30 minutes during Christmas uh, break and listened to The Force Awakens, and it's wonderful. I listened to the Star Trek Into Darkness soundtrack with him on record, and it's wonderful, and I've listened to other records. So I understand that the old mediums sometimes are fine, and in fact, I'll even do this. Thank you, Phil. What's that? What'd you get it sent here? Carla wanted to prove. She thinks it's dumb to spend $600 on an LP. Carla's right. Why don't you just spend $13 on a CD, man? First of all, it's because I'm a Beatle maniac. And second, these sound better. Okay, first of all, that other dude was inner, was channeling his inner Philip Seymour Hoffman from Mission Impossible 3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and second, I agree. I think LPs are wonderful, and I love that technology. So, I'm a hypocrite, and that's fine. Yes. Uh, Today... Sure. Do they sound better, or is it just nostalgic? I Okay, so now we're going to get into a little bit of actual tech talk, and I apologize. So whenever you have music that you download, or even on a CD, the because audio is large, right? There's a lot hold of data. Hold on, hold on. Let, me, uh, let me get my pillow for a second. No, that's fine. <laughs> Andrew asked the question. I'm explaining the answer. Mm, the answer okay. is, is that, there's, that there's, the audio files are large, so in order to put them on your phone or on a CD... You have to compress them. You have to take out a lot of the highs and a lot of the lows, and it gets squished down a little bit. Records, there's no, there's no data, right? It's just imprinted into the record. So you can get all of the sounds that the instruments in the room produced. So the argument is that they sound better. Now, if you play a record 700 times and the grooves start to wear out and you're going to get a lot of pop scratches and hiss, then uh-huh. obviously, you know, saying whereas on your phone you can play the same song 600 times and all you get is annoyed because you played a song 600 times. So that is my scientific version of that, and that's all I'm going to do because I know I have completely lost the audience. So anyway, I know. I'm sorry. 
Okay. Hold on. Um, Thank you for humoring me. <laughs> no. Um, you know what that was? Yeah. That is one big pile of shit. There you go. So <laughs> hopefully I brought just and all. Hopefully everybody's uh, come back. Um, yes. So uh, so so little things in the movie itself. We we always do this, right? Okay. We talk about yep. the funny things in the movie. Like you know, I don't know. They're using non-lethal weapons, yet they're shooting these guys with beanbags, and they're falling out of a thirty-foot guard tower. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, too. and like they they did like a the, the uh, up close him smacking into the concrete as yeah. he uh, as he hit the floor. And that was that was one of the plot issues that I had problems with. Yeah. Um, let's go there, Andrew. Let's actually go there now because I want to. Okay. Can I can I start? Please. No, I want this is your okay. this is your floor. Okay. I I just had some problems with this movie. Number 1. I know people go crazy and go rogue, but really, I mean, is this not over the top just a little bit to <laughs> to get uh chemical weapons and you're going to justify uh giving recognition to to Troops, right and rightly so, by, but yet you're gonna want that by killing millions. That does to me that doesn't make a lot of sense. Hey man, you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, some of the other things I had problems with, uh, the, the the missiles themselves. Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact they were anal beads inside, <laughs> uh, the every time he's taken one apart. He's going in and finding the guidance chip. Would that chip not be in the missile itself, not the container or the canister with the beads? Like, what's, maybe, what kind of sense does that make? Maybe the design of, uh, sorry, and the only reason why I bring this up is because I have taken apart many a thing uh, at work and, and then looked at it and been like, why the hell did they do this? Um, it could be that on the inside of the rocket itself, that chip has to connect. I don't know. It could. I mean, sorry, that was my thought too. And I thought, well, there's there could be a reason why. I mean, here's, here's the only up. reason, Andrew. Here's, this is legit. The only reason they needed to create a little sense of peril because you have to remove the the glass balls of death. That's the only yes. reason. I mean, seriously. You know what you're saying is accurate. They should have just opened a little access door on the n- nose of the missile and pulled out the chip. But that doesn't create any sense of danger, and it doesn't allow no. him to stick that other ball in the guy's mouth and punch it, and he die. Okay. All right. So now I have two more. Okay. All right. Oh wow. We have. Uh, let's see. Where was I going? Uh, the. Uh, oh shit. I forgot one. Uh, okay. Well. Okay. Well, I'll go to my last one. Okay. And I'll come back to this. All right. So. Um, the. The way that they get into Alcatraz mm-hmm. when they sneak in, he uh, Connery is going under this little obstacle course of fire <laughs> and, and swinging pendulums and the, all this stuff. Be, before you go, Andrew, just hang in there. I refer to that as why I literally wrote, "Why in the blue hell is there a Galaxy Quest <laughs> chomping plate bit?" I mean, you know, exactly I was trying to figure out what movie I was I was trying to think of yeah. with that. Perfect. Yeah, it's the Galaxy Quest bit, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but he opens the door. Once he goes through all this, yeah. he opens the door to leave. Now, 
it, did he not escape this way? Is that not how he got out of the prison in the first place? Yeah. So why did he learn all these timings of the stuff if he can if, open the door? If the door was leave? locked from that side? <laughs> maybe he had to get back in. No, I, I think simply maybe we're supposed to believe that the door locks from both sides. I don't know. Look. <laughs> I do what I had to do. I never thought about that though, Andrew. That's actually great. <laughs> I've not thought about that one. And I had one more, but I've already forgotten what it was. Well, I don't think so. I want to ask this question then: Is Ed <laughs> Harris a sympathetic character? Yes. I mean, uh, I no. The ends doesn't justify the means. Well, what just, just what what ends or what means? I mean, seriously, he he wanted to get. Recognition okay. of and money. of soldiers and money. Mm-hmm. So he's blackmailing the government into doing so by I saying call it milling. he's going to kill <laughs> Thank you, you know, millions of people. He threatens to kill millions of people. He doesn't do it. Yes, but then but then his idiot compadres who are obviously mental cases. Yeah. He, yeah, he found uh, the worst dregs of the army ever. Yeah. But here's okay, so so that's not his fault, right? He he picked men that were willing to betray their country for money. So yeah. I mean, in all essence, the only person that he kills is Sergeant Crisp, which is a bad name. But the the guy he shoots, he doesn't kill anyone else in the movie. And in that moment, he's kind of only in self defense, right? Yeah. So because yeah. he was even trying to get his men to not shoot the Navy SEALs again, but like you said, all of those other men in the movie are kind of psychotic killing dudes who just want to kill people, right? So, again, please, listeners, I am not saying people in the military are all that. I'm I'm not saying that. I have many good friends. We have friends of this show who are in the military and and fraternity brothers uh, who are in the military, and they are wonderful people. I'm not saying that, so just don't. Who are you calling these okay. people? I remembered my other two. Okay. The oh, uh, I'm sorry. Are, are we done with that? Uh, my rant. My rant. On, my, my rant on that is over, though. Is the fact well, not rant, but my 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 just my discussion was is that is he a sympathetic character because you know he well, <coughs> going mean, along with that though he he says at one point we bluffed they called our bluff. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. If you're going to bluff, I understand stealing the uh, chemical weapons. But if you're going to bluff, must you put the chemical weapons to use? Or could you shoot a blank, so to speak? Oh, I see. Like fire a missile at the stadium, but doesn't have it filled with the gas. Right. And then say the next one will be loaded with the gas. And, you know, but kill a few people instead of 80,000. Y'all are evil. Yeah, okay. And here's, I, I did think of my last one, and, and I'll, I'll shut up about my plot issues. This chemical weapon. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to believe that stabbing yourself in the heart, number one, stabbing <laughs> yourself in the heart with a... Uh, with the vaccine or a whatever. By the way, I think he was a little low. Just yeah, yeah. yeah that just looked like his tummy, didn't it? 
No, wait a minute. This is Nicolas Cage we're talking about. His heart is <laughs> three times the size. That's right. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're supposed to believe that that protects your skin from melting off of your bones. Like, after you've been exposed to it, you stab yourself in the heart, and you're fine. You're supposed to not have your flesh melted off your bones. I just, I, to me, there's this, there's a lot, I mean, I do enjoy the movie for an action flick for what it is, but I just have problems with it. Uh, See, and it's those, those are the things I didn't notice because I was in my all sweet 90s uh, explosion movies. I'm explosions. And had explosions. It, had it not been for this podcast, I probably would have watched it and not thought anything about those things. <laughs> but since this has ruined me for life and I'll never be able to enjoy another movie in my life. It, I just started looking at these things as we as I was watching, and I thought, you know, but, but well, don't don't think you're crazy because I thought the same thing when he shoved it in his mouth and then broke it. Yeah. Uh, he, his flesh had to be close enough to that crap to basically start melting. So yeah. I'm I'm doing some research on it now. Forgive me, it's Wikipedia, so take it for that. But VX gas is a real thing. It is real. And um, though, according to this, it's it, it's amber in color, not green, but whatever. Green looks deadlier, I guess. Or maybe it photos better on, on film. I don't know. Uh, but it is a real thing, and it is a, it's considered a weapon of mass destruction. So there you go. But under treatment, it says uh, primary consideration should be given to the removal of the liquid agent from the skin before removal of the individual to an uncontaminated area. Basically, you can just wash it off with water, wash it off. right? Clean water. After decontamination, the contaminating clothing is removed and skin contamination washed away. If possible, decontamination is complete before blah, blah, blah. Then once you've done that, you have to take the antidote. There is an antidote of atrophine. Uh, atroph- atrophine. Yeah, atrophine. Thank you. Atrophine. Yeah, atrophine or pralidomyxom shit. Prilosec, OTC. And yeah, I had to research a little bit on that. Uh, and dizepam. I broke a little capsule uh, trying to you know, set up some stuff. Yeah, but, uh, so you can do uh, and there's an auto-injector that the military offers. Uh, and it basically works by binding and blocking the whatever receptors, blah, 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 so that the buildup, blah, blah, blah. So I'm actually going to say... I'm good with it. Maybe I'll allow it. Um, Only Chad can. Well, well, God rest his soul. I don't have him saying that. I wish I oh. did. Um, yeah, so I'll just instead just play. It was a different time. Yeah, so I'll allow it. I'm okay with it. Andrew, I mean, I see what you're saying, though, right? Like, he should have gone to a bio place and washed it off. Like, he wouldn't be fine talking to people 20 minutes later. Right. Like he yeah, would, I wouldn't shake his hand. He would still need to be rushed to a hospital and be decontaminated. But, yeah, you know, that's fine. Uh, was that it? Yeah, those were my big issues. Oh, good. No, that's fine. No, I mean, again, the movie is, is, is it's not perfect by any means. Um, and that's, that's okay. Um, it's okay with me. Yeah. yeah, I just, some movies you just don't care about. Um... Always need a weasel in a room full of military guys for us to hate. Uh, so he would be our hopping man, right? Like he comes in and he's like, 
Oh, we never even went to China. And he pushes his glasses up and he's like, <laughs> You were in ninth grade when I was doing black ops into China. Blah, 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 blah. Now get this guy off the phone. He's wasting my time. And then we never hear from him again. Never see him again in the movie. He doesn't come in with any kind of, you know, I'm here with the word from the president or like nothing. Like he never has a redemption movie moment. He has two scenes and he's an asshole. So I'm going to give him the hopping man treatment for this movie. Have you noticed most of the, the military in Michael Bay movies are, uh, are not shown in the greatest of light? Um, well, let's Although, see. They're, they're all kinda, know, except for like the one guy, they're all kind of dicks in uh, the Transformers movies. Um, yeah. They all kind of, well, there's not really military guys in Armageddon. There's just NASA. Um, and they're fine. They're all fine. Except for... You mean um, assholes. Uh, well, except for Fickner. He's kind of a douche. But mm-hmm. he has a redemption moment. Um, I don't know. I, maybe. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, see? See? <clears throat> see? I'm, yes. I'm, I'm looking at my movies here. I mean, yeah, like uh, all the Transformers movies, again, well, it's not just military. It's government, right? Government. Government, government guys. Because in the Transformers yeah. movies, first it's that Sector 7 dude, <laughs> and then it's other dudes that he doesn't like. Uh, and Pearl Harbor. Well, Pearl Harbor, It's. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually it's just kind of a history movie. So, uh, And that one, he hates the audience. Um <laughs> That movie was actually on the other night, and my wife was like, we need to watch this. And I said, no. Why? She said, because I love this movie, and it's actually really good. And I said, okay. So I watched it with her, with the most of it. Wow. Um, I, I can. So you can, you can still talk. Okay, the, the, the love story is pretty awful. The historical accuracy is actually pretty close uh, in that movie. Really, the only thing that's wrong is the... Um, the maneuvers they had the P-40s doing, they couldn't do that. But otherwise, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I'm okay with that movie. It's fine. And it's one of Hans Zimmer's, one of my favorites of his. He did he did an excellent job in that. What do you guys think of the soundtrack in this movie? Love it. Yeah? I, I bought it a long time ago. Uh, all I can hear is dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Oh, speed. That's yeah. all I can hear. I tried to like it. I just I couldn't. And I don't know... I mean, every time I heard, like, I guess the theme, the theme, yeah. I just, I don't know. It reminded me of something else, and I don't know what, but it did remind me of something else, and I I just couldn't, couldn't buy into it. So, Hans Zimmer, Sam, you okay there? Your microphone's making uh, weird noises. Uh, um, th- this was, so Hans Zimmer basically kind of, burst onto the scene with Crimson Tide, which mm-hmm. was wonderful, and I think he won an Oscar for And that one's great. I yeah. love that one. Yeah, and it's a beautiful film, and it's a little bit different because there's, like, sweeping beautiful, and then there's the energetic whatever, right? There's only, like, six tracks on that entire soundtrack. Yeah. And all of them are great, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then you get, like... Then you get, like, this movie... I mean, basically, it's until you get to. No, I gotta find him because I don't want to. I don't want to treat him badly, but um, because they all kind of sound the same until Hans. There you are, Hans. Um, music department. No, where are you? 
Jeez, he's done a lot. Composer. He's done 179 films. Jeez. Um, the story, what nature to become a world part of... Twister. He did Twister. Fine. Uh, Days of Thunder, which we knew. But, like, honestly, the Days of this sounded like Days of Thunder. You know what I'm saying? Like, Days of Thunder, Backdraft. Um, uh, um, well, definitely not Cool Runnings. That's definitely very different. Um, he did do the there. he did do the Lion King before Crimson Tide, but the Lion King is mostly known for yeah, it's that's Elton John, John stuff. And then Crimson Tide comes along, and then he does movies like Broken Arrow and The Rock and The Peacemaker, and and then Gladiator comes along. Oh. And Gladiator is wonderful, but Gladiator is, I mean, then Pearl Harbor comes along and it's a complete ripoff of Gladiator. So, I mean, uh-huh. but like, I don't know. It's just, it's two 90s. You've got like, there's like electric guitar happening and I don't know. Ooh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a strange thing for me. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, it's fine. I mean, I was going to actually pull up a little bit of it here and play a little something for you, but. Uh, a little, little something, something. A little, little something, something here. But uh, I mean, it's I mean it's Hans Zimmer, but it's I don't know. It's you know, it, serviceable. Yeah, I mean it's it's fine. It didn't it didn't bother me, but it just reminded me of other things, like what Andrew said. You know, it 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 actually made me think of Speed. Whoever whoever said Speed. I did. You get the drums in the background, you get the military thing. There's your electric guitar. Actually, basically, it just sounds like every Bruckheimer film ever. Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, I just, I, he's done better, is what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. Sorry for the pause. Yeah, but a lot of those those you know we, a lot of those composers copy. Oh yeah, no you know, doubt. They, they I mean, recycle, and you hear a bunch of other stuff in other movies. So, speaking of this, I, I was just thinking about this the other day. Michael Giacchino, he's kind of replaced John Williams as kind of the in composer right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did Rogue One. Um. He did. There was another one. How do you spell his name? G. Uh, oh Lord. G I A. Did he do C H I N O? Did he do the? Uh, well, I mean, he did Star Trek. Yeah. But did he do? Um, yeah, there we go. The How to Train Your Dragon was that him? No, that was um, John Powell. Oh, that's right, John Powell. So like, he did Star Trek Beyond. He did Doctor Strange. He did Rogue One. Again, that's a should have been a John. It's a John Williams movie. Some a Jurassic mm-hmm. World. That was the other movie he did. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, hey, he did a John Williams movie. Um, he did Toy Story, Star Trek Into Darkness, um, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol, Cars Two, One. Um, he's. I mean, he's 
his star is on the rise. I mean, I don't know if he can get any higher. He did obviously Star Trek, uh, the reboot. Oh, right can road. you take me higher? He did Ratatouille. Um, to a place he where. Did... Sam, Sam, stop. But but <laughs> rock from you is just not good. Mission Impossible Three, The Incredibles. So he's coming. He's got coming up. Uh, the Incredibles he's got Two. Coming up. Uh, Incredibles he 2, untitled world. Jurassic World sequel, War for mm. the Planet of the Apes, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, some big names, good lord. Yeah, and then he's doing something called The Book of Henry, huh. Um, huh. which has saving uh, Sarah Silverman's in it. Okay. Anyway, it's fine. No, it's good. Um, I was just thinking about that the other day because like, I was listening to Pandora, and I was like... Oh, Sarah Silverman? He did... Uh, yeah, who did I say? No, you said Sarah Silverman is oh, okay. one of the last names you're talking about. Yeah, okay. I was joking. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. continue. Um, <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, he did Jurassic World. That should have been a John Williams thing. Oh, he did Rogue One. That should have been a John Williams thing. So anyway. Well, John Williams is like 130. I mean, he's legit like 86 or something. So. Yeah. Um, he can't do everything anymore. Well, he's he said that um, The Force Awakens was his last movie, his last Star Wars movie. Yeah. So... Um, and in fact, he even went on like on an a, a interview recently where he said, "I don't listen to my Star Wars stuff because I don't think it's really all that good." He said oh my it. gosh! He's got one an Oscar for it, and he's like, eh, uh, "It's not. It's." it's <laughs> I phoned it in. I was actually high the entire <laughs> time. It's just that was the seventies. No, yeah, you're right. You're not wrong there. I'm trying to see, uh, music department. Wait, hold on. I got a fun composer here because he's only done five thousand things. I mean, soundtrack. Yeah, he's isn't done. He, isn't he world uh, Guinness World Record holder for number of uh, nominations? Yeah, Oscar nominations. I think he is mainly because as an individual, because pretty much any time. Okay, I lied. So he is slated to be composer for Star Wars Eight, oh, wow. Ready Player One, Star Wars Nine, and Indiana Ooh, Jones one. Five. Ready player. Have you guys read that book? It's no, amazing. No, I've to. been told it's an excellent book. So. Yes. Stupid book. Such a good book. Oh, oh. Uh, I was not ready for that one. Uh, Come on, Sean. Oh, me? Sean. He's oh, getting. Jeez. Talk about John Williams getting old and hard on oh, the job. What just happened? Oh, I forgot to uh, unmute the channel when I plugged the thing. Stupid <laughs> book. There you go. I'm sorry. There you go. There you go, Sean. Sorry. We'll find you a good home. Yeah, I know. Thanks. That's nice. No, we won't. Ha Happy Acres now. or something like that. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Ready Player One. Interesting. Um, weird. Okay. Um, anything else we want to talk about this movie before I do clips? Um, oh, Let's yeah. Yeah, how about this? Let's okay, so all of us... Are, yes, well, hang in there. So all of, us are, all of us are dads, right? Here's a moment that really took me out of the moment of the movie, and even Sarah was like on her iPad. She looked up and looked at me and said, "What?" Is when she tells him he's she's pregnant, and then a minute later he says, "We'll go to San Francisco. We'll go to San Francisco." I've lost it. Uh, order up the champagne. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> she's pregnant. You can't drink alcohol, dumbass. So, uh, cars made of explodium. Uh, 90 score film score. Pretty interesting that there's a ladder to the main drain in the shower room. That seems gross. Um, 
It also seems hard to believe that none of the bad guys got shot in that film, in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they what? had the higher ground. Well, they did, but God gracious. Bathtub ex machina from the grenade, maybe? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that should have yeah. killed him. Yeah. Not to mention, I don't think those, uh, there was no such thing as bathtubs in a prison. <laughs> yeah. Especially not garden tubs. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, they did film on Alcatraz, so they might have been in there. Well, that's true. You know, think about that. Those were for the. I mean, I guess it could have been like a, a guard's uh, quarters, or yeah, maybe. So, Andrew, you had your things that kind of also bothered you. Here's my last thing that really just kind of so the two things. So the ending kind of annoyed me. So he, you know, he tells the guy on the radio, "He's dead. Come get me." Right. And then Sean Connery says, well, what? what does he say, Corn? He says something. He says, I need you to say something, whatever he says. Oh. Uh, he says, thank you, right? Goes, well, sh- well, thank you. I can't do it. Well, well thank you. There you go. He says, it. I'm still waiting for Andrew. Sorry. I, w- I was, uh... uh I've, I've been attempting Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery, and they're neither one very good. Okay. Aww. Yeah. So, I'm just not... I'll leave that to the professionals. So then he hands him the little note, right? He hands him the little piece of paper. When in Zeus's butthole did he write that note? Did he write that note before he left? Just in case Goodspeed turned out to be a good dude? Like, like he's taking a gigantic risk. Because what if he died on the island? Then they would know where the thing was. Uh-huh. Like the FBI mm-hmm. would find it. Like, so, okay, fine. So you wrote him a note. Maybe you wrote him a note in the... The wee last seconds after you dove into the water and saved him. And you have waterproof pockets and that paper survived. Fine. So now you're telling me that for 30 years, that little church in Oklahoma, wherever the hell it was, hasn't... Southern California. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't renovate that building that one time to put in new pews? I mean, really? Like... Your whole plan is based upon the fact that the church will never renovate and buy new pews. So, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that's all, uh, just uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Good night, folks. That's all we have. That's it. Uh, all I have to say about that is uh, not a great plan. There you go. So um, there you go. Uh, tropes. I wrote down. I wrote down a bunch of tropes. Montage of the bad. Oh, montage. Um, So montage to show, montage slash newsreel to show the state of mind of the bad guy, okay? And then we have a montage of the action of getting the things ready on the island. So that gets another. You got the trope of doing a bad thing for a good reason. That's what starts off the movie in The Negotiator, right, Corny? Click on it. That's right. I love The Negotiator. Should do that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good one. It's a great movie. Yeah, with Paul Giamatti before it became uh, cool to have him in your movie. Uh-huh. Um, running chase scene has to have people crashing into others, and there's usually a kitchen involved. <laughs> um, that always is a thing. Fish out of water trope, you know, because he's always he's kind of awkward and he's whatever. A fish. Yeah, he's a fish. And he's the Boy Scout trope, you know, because he never swears. He's always just this. Well, gee whiz, John. Uh, 
What sees in oh lighter and sour cream? You see info on a computer screen imposed on a person's face. We've talked about this before. I hate that trope. It's not real. Unless what? You, unless you have a projector aimed at oh. your face. Um, <laughs> Corny sits in front of a computer 19 hours a day. If I walked into his office, I would not be able to tell what code he is writing by looking at his face. I'm just saying. Um I mean, well, it depends it depends on how much he's been running around outside in the heat. <laughs> there might be a little bit of glisten. The the only way it would work, honestly, is if we were in a dark room and you were wearing like really big black sunglasses, like stark black sunglasses like they did with Whistler and Sneakers. That's the only Dude, way it works. Back. I know, I love that movie. I want to watch that movie again. I don't know why, I just do. Um, C's, oh, and presidential speech. you got to have a nice little uh, presidential speech. Which, by the way, same president as is the same, it's the same president from Armageddon. So, oh, a lot of crap is happening. To, universe. To oh, <laughs> but Wait, not what? as much crap as Trump. What did you say, Corny? Nothing. No, no, no. Combined universe. Oh, combined universe. Okay, are you ready for this? Because um, somebody mentioned this um, a while ago, and I've I've actually been kind of excited to talk about it on this show since we decided we were going to do this movie a while ago. There's a kind of a theory. And I 100% am going to say I believe this theory, and I think it makes the movie better if this theory is real. Okay. That James, that that uh, that John Mason, is in fact James, James Bond. Bond. Yes, that'd be awesome. He is hmm. he is James Bond. He was trained by uh, British intelligence, which both Bond was, and he said he was in this movie, and he was sent to America to retrieve a thing. Right, that film. Right, because they had dirt on England as well, and England wanted it back. So, but they caught him, and he's been imprisoned, and that's why they stopped making Sean Connery Bond films. Is because he's been in prison for thirty years, and so that precludes the theory that all of because someone else told me I think on this show that all of every time there's a new Bond, the, the character James Bond is not his actual name. It's just a a mantle that you take up when you become a 007. And so that every iteration of James Bond is a new actor because it's a new version of James Bond. So does that, does that help make the movie better for anyone? Cause I kind of like that a lot personally. Yeah. I like that. I'll allow it. Okay, good. I really wish I had Chad saying that. Maybe I can <laughs> resurrect him to, to record that. For me. <laughs> we just go back like, you know, a hundred episodes and you can grab it. It's got to be there somewhere. There is. I just don't want to go back a hundred episodes. Because <laughs> uh, I would have to do that. And not only would I have to go back, but then I'd have to listen to the episode to find it. And Oh, God. Who would want to listen to I us? I frankly don't. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll be honest. I occasionally will listen to a show like once every 20 shows. I'll listen to some of it just to, one, make sure the audio sounds fine, and B, to make sure I, I don't say anything that's dumb or weird or whatever i don't yeah. like listening to myself talk it's weird so people that listen to the show bless you that's all i have to say all right are you ready for trivia no we're ready for clips i haven't played my clips yet I'll play them son all right here we go i already played the first one about the sound better clip number two oops 
clip number two. Let's see, we have some dirty magazines. Stone Age Cave Girls in the Raw. Kinky. Kinky. <laughs> um, that, that lab tech that he was with, I mean, I know he was a trainee, but you don't just pick up stuff that they think is a bomb and start playing with it. Anyway, he sucked. Here we go. How big is this shit? You want me to stick this into my heart? Are you f***ing nuts? <laughs> I like that bit. Uh, great. Uh, this guy cracked me up. What kind of f***ed up toy is this? There you go. He made, <laughs> he made, he made me laugh. Y'all need Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what he is. He's the... He's the Oh my gosh, dude, you're right. Like every Michael Bay movie has to have that one black guy that's, or black person that says something like that, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. yep. That's funny and weird. Right? Because it was that big woman in like all of the, in the two. Um, was she in Bad Boys 1? I don't remember. No, she wasn't. She was obviously in Bad Boys 2. She might have been. I actually think that woman might be like related to Will Smith because she come back, she came back in iRobot. She was the oh. one that had the the, the robot uh, uh, get her purse, and when he tackled, oh, yeah. yeah, he was like, "She's like, uh oh, that noise is back." Oh no! All right, hold on. Guess who's back? Damn it! Back again. Yes, it's back. All right. To other friends. All right, I think it's gone. Hopefully, sound is back. Sound is back. Sound is back. Here we go. Sound is back. Uh, I say this. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Sam. It wasn't just me. No, I know. Um, it was effort. It was a group. I say this before every podcast. We have achieved our position through poise, precision, and audacity. To this, we must now add resolve. That's right. Actually, I don't and, use. Um, drink. I actually don't use audacity. I use GarageBand. Sorry. Uh -huh. Bad joke. I'm and sorry. Then, then he yells at us. <laughs> and then I then I get mad because there's weird noises coming through the system. There's yeah. ghosts in the machines. There we go. Something about a hero. Three tours in Vietnam, Panama, Grenada, Desert Storm, three Purple Hearts, two Silver Stars, and the Congressional Medal of Jesus. In a pear tree. <laughs> this man is a hero. Oh, it's funny you said that, Corny. Doesn't it feel like someone should have said that? Like, when you're doing that, I feel like someone should that. Another yeah. thing is, like, in movies, doesn't it seem like every war person gets the Congressional Medal of Honor? Like, oh, yeah. Everyone gets one. You know, it's like, yeah, I want to see, like, Employee of the Week. <laughs> you know, this soldier got Employee of the Week back in April of 15. <laughs> employee of the Week as a soldier. I love that idea. <laughs> he gets the park up front near the base. Yeah. <laughs> He got he got yeah. uh he got a you know a cake, that's great. I yeah. Um, his, his name is engraved in a little a brass plaque. Yeah. You know. <laughs> not even charts every week. It's not even brass. It's like a yeah. dry erase board. <laughs> yeah, but I also want to get the Congressional Medal of Jesus. I want that one a lot. Okay, here we go. Um. Uh, I don't have anything funny to say about this one, so here you go. Under there is a maze of shit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so now you follow that up with. Uh, oh yeah, so you got a whole. Yeah, uh, you yeah. got a. Uh, Under there is a maze of shit. Next to. That is one big pile of shit. There you go. Yeah. I have shit a lot in here. Do I have it anywhere else? I don't know. 
Yeah, anybody who's who's been in construction understands that uh, those cavernous sewage areas just don't really exist. No. Big enough to fit people? No. Um, Although they may exist there. Well, maybe. If we're going to have a gay guy, we have to have an overt gay guy. So here's our overt gay guy. Just clippers, no scissors. No scissors. You've got to be kidding me, no scissors. I mean, did they tell Picasso no brush? <laughs> I love the way he says No brush. Brush. Oh, I yeah, that, wanted... was, that was still in the time that... Uh, it was homosexuals okay. in movies were more of a punchline yeah, than were, actual. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I still, that's funny. Just clippers, no scissors. No scissors. You've got to be kidding me. No scissors. I mean, did they tell Picasso no brush? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I like that bit a lot. I can't cut off anybody's balls with a pair of clippers now. Um, here's a uh, cage yelling. What do you say we cut the chit chat a hole? <laughs> Funny, that's how you uh that's how you end your phone calls with me, Sean. Uh yeah. Oh my gosh. I got to do that from now on. <laughs> it was funny. So uh Sam, you actually uh, were brought up in a conversation at work today. So um, Oh dear. One of the grad students that works in the office had to go do mock interviews yesterday. Oh, okay. And uh, and I said, "How did they go?" And she says, "They did fine, but I hate it when people ask those questions like how would you describe yourself? Or if you were writing a play about yourself, you know, what would it be about? And I said, did they ask you that? And she said, the only question that they did that really was like that was, how would your friends describe me? And I said, well, if you ask my friend Sam, you would say jerk, because that's literally how he answers the phone. <laughs> and she gave me a look, and I call, if I call Sam, he answers, hey, jerk, yeah, and I say, sup, sup old yep. man. That's... Yeah, that's our that's thing. That's how it's done. And she said, "You should." Oh man! Yeah, <laughs> it's just what. Well, you used to refer to uh, Gatoni as, uh, oh. wasn't it? You just called him a hole, right? You guys called each other a holes, right? I can't remember. I think so. Well, yeah. Maybe it was bitch. I don't remember. Anyway, I think it was, no, it was bitch. Yeah. yeah, it's a term of endearment, you know. Yeah. Or something. Absolutely. Like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So there you go. What do you say we cut the chit chat a hole? Yeah, from now on, that's how I hang up with you, Sam. Uh, you know I had to get this line because, well, I had to. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. That's right. The best line, line of the movie. Oh, absolutely. Not even close. Well, actually, that would make more sense for him being James Bond, you know, because that's just what he did. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he probably did do that a lot. And this is the last one I got. I mean, so I only captured 11 clips, but here we go. Last one. How in the name of Zeus's butthole? <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> oh, I you got the guy in the back going, Zeus's butthole? I love what? That. Did, he, did he say funky butt loving? Yeah, oh, there you go. Wow, a Sandlot reference. That's great. You're welcome. Here, thank you, sir. Here we go. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Okay. Act trivia. Sean Connery. Sean Connery insisted. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Insisted that the producers build a cabin for him on Alcatraz as he didn't want to travel from the mainland to the island every day. 
and he got what he asked for. It was a little nice log cabin overlooking the bay. Right. You know, I mean... I don't know if uh, Michael liked that, but, you know, it works too. I think that's what you call a baller. If... (laughs) Shot caller. Uh, you, if yeah, if you have the clout to say I don't want to ride mm-hmm. in a ferry every day for thirty minutes each way, build me a log cabin on the out on the island. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. sure, mis- yes, sir, Mister Connery. I mean, that's what do you else do you say, right? Uh, I mentioned that one. This one's kind of funny. Um, it's long, but it's funny. So according to William Forsyth, he was the FBI agent with the mustache that did the first round of interrogation. Mm-hmm. When he was there three weeks into shooting the movie, they were about to shift locations for filming. Forsyth was mistaken for an extra when he was getting a hot dog from the set's catering. (laughs) Forsyth said the employee told him that extras were not allowed food from craft services, and she summoned security, who subsequently said that he was part of the main cast. Ooh. What is that? What? You guys hearing that? Oh my nope. gosh, that stupid sound nope. is back. This is really starting to piss me. <laughs> <laughs> as funny as that is, Sam, it actually helps me because then I can see the signal, like how it is large, so I know where to, to kill the audio. <laughs> That's actually funny. That's weird that it didn't do it at all last week and then did it again today. That's so strange. Yeah. Sorry, anyway. Um, I think it's your dog shit neighbor who stands outside with some sort of EMP device. Yeah. The only <laughs> thing I can think of is that my phone is lighting up because I'm getting Facebook alerts. And so I'm going to take my phone and throw it on the bed. All right, so it's like 20, 20 feet away. From and he me. threw it on the bed. Anyway, so, um, so that security said he was part of the main cast. Forsyth said, quote, I ate my hot dog, but now I'm thinking two things. The fact that after three weeks on the movie, I was being forbade a hot dog, and I don't know what the hell that they've got for the extras today. Trail mix, maybe? End quote. Oh, It's kind of funny. Uh, reportedly, Sean Connery accepted the part Sean of Mason Connery. after learning that Nicolas Cage had been cast as Goodspeed. So, I, that seems strange. Oh, that guy? He's that fantastic actor from, uh... The face-off already happened? Uh, no, no, that's it. No, I'm trying to think. I mean, would Raising Arizona be his thing? Probably. Mean, yeah. like, you think Sean Connery has watched Raising Arizona? He probably did. I mean, what else, oh, yeah. what else was he doing? It was a good movie. Um, doesn't see... I just can't see him sitting down to watch Raising Arizona. Yeah, why not? I'm sure they all watch... <laughs> this movie is crap. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Sam was one of the movies. Leave, leaving Las right. Vegas was right before this. Guarding oh, Tess. That's right. That's what about um, honeymoon in Vegas? Firebirds. Time to kill. Not a time to kill, but time to kill. Time to kill. Raising Arizona. So I mean, yeah, okay, fine. So he does. Was it four o'clock for Sam? A time <laughs> to kill. <laughs> it's four o'clock. It's time to kill. Uh, and then bed. Time to put and then bed because it's five now. Uh, <laughs> average shot length was two point six seconds. There you go. Schwarzenegger was actually considered for Nicolas Cage's role in the film. No. Not that would have been a bad choice. He was also considered for Nicolas Cage's role in so Face Milk. Off, which would have paired him with Sylvester Stallone, who was considered for John Travolta's role. That sounds awful. 
Like, yeah, that's bad. Okay, I can understand. <laughs> so if you want to take Face Off, right? So okay, fine. They're about about the same size. These two actors, right? They're both probably about yeah. five, ten, six feet, whatever. And okay, they both kind of sound similar-ish. You know, you can kind of make one pretend. But there's no way that Schwarzenegger can pretend to be Stallone. Like, not a thing. Yeah, well, you know... Uh, yeah, do a Stallone trying to impersonate Schwarzenegger. Oh, oh gives a chopper. Is that good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you sound perfect. <laughs> Sam, you're yeah. such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> What you do? Sam is like sending me- like fa- uh, like he's writing on my wall on Facebook just to see if you'll get the, the to make noise. But again, I threw my phone on the other side of the room. So. You you really are an a hole. Oh yeah. You, really. you know what I have to say about that, Sam? Um, What's that? Yeah, um, the devil. What do you say we cut the chit chat a hole? There you go. Uh, that's it. So okay. um, that's it for trivia. So I'm going to ask the question. Let's say 2017. They're remaking. Say something, son. They're gonna remake The Rock. Who are we? Who are we doing? Who are we getting? Who's who's the, the actual nigga? Rock? Who's uh? That's too on the nose, don't you think? No, because he. Uh, who is Craig Daniels or not Craig? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig to play the old British guy. Oh, that would be. Yeah, that'd be okay. Yeah. Idris yeah, right, right. Elba. And then, ooh, that'd be another one. As what though? Can Idris Elba play a nerd slash science geek who then gets no, the, the Oh, no, no, no. The he's too fine. young and virile yeah. still. Like you need somebody yeah. old. Yeah, old. Oh. Don't you? I mean, if he's been in prison for thirty years. Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got gray hair. Sure, he can do it. I still actually. Idris Elba could play the Ed Harris character. Oh, he's the bad guy. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. buy that. I like that a lot, actually. I mean, he just did oh, the bad uh, guy in Star Trek, so I'm good with that. Yeah. Um. All right, so Idris Elba is our bad hmm. guy, right? Okay, um, yeah. Which, by the way, the uh, angry black uh, soldier <laughs> guy, Captain Man. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say, Corny? I'm sorry. So you said angry black, and then you just paused. And I was like, whoa, easy. <laughs> Where's he going with this? Uh, Tony Todd is his name. He would be our, uh, our probably our biggest uh, Star Trek connection for this movie. Um, yeah. good old TT Joe he, Pesci. I like him, Joe Todd. <laughs> just is that just for the um, for the bracket? That's the checkup. That's for the bingo. Yeah, he was our, not he bingo. Was, he was uh, Candyman, by the way. And I shouldn't say it again, but he was that that role. Um, what oh, about yeah. uh, well, we get we uh, I don't know. So who's our hero? Liam, I was gonna say Liam Neeson is uh, the uh, older. I could see that. Prisoner. I could see him coming out with long hair, Qui Gon Jinn, long long hair, just make it you know white. Yeah, yeah I can okay. actually I can see that. And then he gets out of prison. And he's like, in prison, I learned a set of special set of skills, <laughs> and I will, I will go back to the Alcatraz, and I will find it, and I will kill it. Um, <laughs> no, I like this. So Idris Elba is our bad, baddie. Okay. Uh, uh, Liam Neeson is our old man Connery. So here's our hero. Who's our book nerd? 
Who's our guy? He's got to be a little nerdy, right? So, like, maybe like an Michael Andrew. Sarah. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I was going to say we, we Andrew. Just uh, this into a comedy. Andrew Garfield. I mean, he just did Hacksaw Ridge, and he's done done pretty well there. Um, and he was, a, you know, our, our former Spider Man. It seems too young, too young, because even in this one, Nick Cage was at least in his thirties. Okay, well, Andrew Andrew Garfield is in his thirties, by the way, but. Yeah, but he looks um, young. He does look young. He looks like he's 18, which is why they cast him as Spider-Man. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it, uh, Eisenberg. No. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. There you go. Oh, I like that. Man, Andrew's on fire tonight with this. I like that. He, he could play that, I think. Kind of the bumbling nerd dude. Yeah. Ryan Gosling. Or uh, maybe a McAvoy or somebody. Yeah, I could see that too. Or do it. I mean, gosh, he was that and wanted. Yeah, yeah. Um, with Chris, oh, it was the same guy. Holy cow! <laughs> and wanted, yeah. <laughs> I always forget about that. Yeah, yeah. No. All right, that's a good recast. I like it. You don't need anybody else. You just get a bunch of uh, get the sergeant. What's his name? The um, um, you know the the the, the gunnery sergeant that yells at people. You know what I'm talking about? Um, Tom Hardy. No, not Tom Hardy. The, uh, you know. <laughs> I do not like you! That guy. Get him. Joe he, Pesci. Yeah. He can be in it. We, we've already had our Joe Pesci sighting. Oh, we have? Um, oh, I missed it. I'm sorry. You get him. He can be a general. You just get a bunch of old white dudes as generals, and you'll be fine. So, there you go. I like that recasting. It's a good recasting. All right. So, we'll make that movie. We'll send it to Hollywood and remake it. Uh, soundtrack gate great. I'm just going to say it was just 90s as hell. That's all I'm going to say about it. So, there you go. Ready for this? Ooh. Speaking of Giacchino. All right, so we decided to do movies with a prison. Not prison movies. You know, they don't all have to be prison movies, but movies that feature a prison, right? Uh, whether someone... Parallelogram. Escape of... <laughs> not a prism. A prison. <laughs> but good job. Uh, Pink Floyd, even. Um, so, movies with a prison. We did. I actually said at the beginning of the show, or before the show, I said, but we can't all pick Shawshank Redemption. And Corn and Andrew are like, actually, that never even occurred to me. I was like, oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> Andrew. All right. Honorable mention goes to Toy Story 3. Oh right, because they're in jail. Oh crap! I wow. Oh wow! Bravo! That's, that's brilliant. Yes. Gotta go um, to the sandbox. Number three, Silence of the Lambs. Okay, that's nice. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number two, <laughs> The Last Castle with Robert Redford. Oh, that's such a good movie, and I wish oh, I'd have picked it. Oh, it's a I've fantastic it. movie. I, it actually, I, I might even choose it over my number one, maybe. I don't know. Number one's pretty good. Number one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, my nice. gosh. Man, your list is way better than mine. <laughs> um, I don't even want to do mine anymore. I, I don't either, do actually. Andrew's just been... Like your list is so good, I'm actually mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually agree with that. Um Man, yeah, The Last Castle. So, surprise, I own it. Here's another surprise. I let somebody borrow it, and they never returned it. So, 
Um, my wife actually remembers that, and she's still kind of pissed about it, which is funny. Uh, uh, corny. No, it's a great movie. Robert Redford. It's good. With Randolph, uh, G- uh, Gandolfini is in it. Yeah. Uh, Mark Ruffalo oh, is in Gandolfini. it. Yeah. Uh, 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 you're, uh, you're Incredible Hulk. I forgot Hulk. Ruffalo was in that. Yeah, Incredible Hulk is in it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, sorry, sorry. All right. So uh, my... Uh, my number three is going uh, going to be uh, the longest yard. All right. Uh, my number two will be uh, American History X. Okay. okay. I don't my, think that 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 was a super brutal movie. Holy cow! Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. If I ever tell you to bite the curb, that's a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and then my number one, the, the Green Mile. Mm-hmm. No, no. See, see how lackluster that was just after Andrews. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Now I'm sad. I, I, I'm actually like re, I'm like redoing mine right now because of Andrews. Yeah. Andrews was so fantastic. Sam. Yeah, you. you I, I vote Andrew doesn't go first anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got my number three as Green Mile. Okay. My number two is something that hasn't been mentioned yet. Dark Knight. Uh, the okay, the sure. Joker is yeah, in yeah. prison. Yeah, for yeah. about five minutes. And the prisoners, yeah. yeah. Um, I've got my number one is Jurassic Park. Because the dinosaurs are in prison? Yeah, they're, they're locked behind uh, <laughs> walls that keep them in. My lord. No, or, you or, even or, said, or, no, you even in your post said that even walls <laughs> couldn't keep dinosaurs in. That's true. <laughs> so your own argument, I'm just saying, whatever. No, my no, my real number one was Silence of the Lambs, but but um, Andrew stole my thunder. So sorry. Yeah, I hate him now. No, no kidding. So like, <laughs> so I had the longest yard on mine, but Corny took that one, which is fine. So uh, number my number three is a movie called Hearts War. Yeah, uh, I remember Bruce, that one. Bruce Willis, World War II, uh, yeah. Prisoner of War movie. I've seen that. Um, I'm actually going to change my one of mine because I just thought about this. So I'm actually going to say <laughs> Captain America 3 because they have the floating prison thingy. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then my number one oh. is I wrote – originally I wrote – the critical, the Chronicles of Riddick. Narnia. No, the Chronicles of Riddick, the second one. Oh yeah. Um, but so I'm gonna do that, and as I actually would probably put Captain America three as number one. So I'll do Critic Riddick is two, Hearts War three, and then my honorable mention will be A Time to Kill. Uh, with the, okay. Uh, Sam Jackson and then Matthew McConaughey. So. Uh, oh, should have done the one yes, with Jet Li. The one with Jet Li, I actually thought of, um, and I also thought of. Um, Romeo must die because he actually escapes from a Chinese prison in one of the coolest scenes ever. Um, oh, what about a movie we've done for this podcast? Um, Donnie Yen's Ip Man. There was, some, was he in jail? There was there was a prison thing happening, right? Because when the Japanese came in, there was a lot of oh. that kind of a thing happening. Uh, anyway, that was fun. That's a good one. That's a good category. I was happy for that one. Uh, no emails because no one likes us, which is fine. So, out of 10, um, Andrew, what would you give this movie out of 10 
scale of one to ten, ten being uh, fantastic and one being uh, troll two. <laughs> I guess actually you don't have to do one to ten. You could be zero to ten yeah. because yeah. two of us went <laughs> under the one for troll two. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, well, this is nowhere near troll two. I would actually watch this one again. Uh, and have seen it many times. I've, you know, for the movie itself, taking, turning the brain off and just watching for pure enjoyment's sake, it's a good film. Uh, I do feel like there are a few issues, and Nicolas Cage is one of them. Um, I'm going <laughs> to... You know what I'll say about that? What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? Yeah. <laughs> I am going to give this... Uh, let's go 7.2 anal beads out of 10. <laughs> okay. Man, those anal beads really just affected you. Yeah. That's what, every time I, they pulled them out of the canister, I thought, man, those look like anal beads for some reason. Right. Or uh, some sort of, I, I don't know, some sort of giant candy. There is there is some uh, funny like rom com movie where like grandma like there, it was uh, it was supposed to be like a it was supposed to be like some bridal party and it and the girl ended up bringing like a bunch of sex toys or something and the grandma ended up buying these glow in the dark anal beads and she thought they were a necklace and so she wears them on a necklace like at the wedding <laughs> I don't remember what movie that is I have to ask Sarah because she'd remember um anyway sorry uh, corny. Well, um, it, it's in the, my uh, explosion area, so uh, um, I'm, I'm going to give it a pretty solid. Uh, Which is a dangerous seven. area to be near corny is the explosion. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the smell. The smell. Um, I, I'm going to give it a seven point seven six. Okay. Um, Sean Connery out of uh, at ten. All right. Right on, Sam. One of my favorite movies, and uh, one of the reasons why uh, Sean keeps losing to me in fantasy football um, <laughs> is because of the awesome name of my team. I didn't lose to you this so, year, but that was just because I'm, of... Ugh, I'm actually still bitter about this year, but anyway. I'm going to give this a good 8.2 right. out of 10. No, that's fine. Very replay replayability. It was, it's fun. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm with you. I uh, again, I I like this movie. Again, I'm some. I'm actually genuinely surprised I don't own it. Um, the uh, the soundtrack is fine. The acting is fine. Sean Connery is great. There's some good one-liners which I captured most of. Um, there's some real dumb stuff, and there's some typical Michael Bay. Hey, look, there's the camera. Don't look behind the curtain moments. Um, but other than that, I don't, I don't care. I mean, a lot of the just, you just don't care. So, because it's just it's just too fun. So I'm just gonna give it a. Mm, I'm just gonna give it a seven point nine, um, uh, uh, something. I don't know. I can't think. Um, I'll take pleasure in gut and use. There you go. <laughs> there it is. That's that's our movie. So that's yeah. Is that it? Uh, yeah. So the, what are you doing next week, Sean? So next week, well. Gosh, you're already ready to get rid of the, the rock, huh? Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Next week, we are doing something completely different. We are doing Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Now, of course, Aww. I forgot to check Netflix before I just said that sentence. And Netflix has a habit of pulling movies 
at the last second out from underneath us. Yeah, um, you never know. Like a uh, dude doing a magic trick on the table with the dishes and the glasses. He Do the dishes fall? Eternal. Do we know? Or am I spelling eternal? Eternal. Sunshine. Yeah, okay, I'm spelling it wrong. I think it's this needs unable, to be another. Unavailable to stream. <laughs> right, hold on, let's just... I think this needs to be another one of our bingo squares. Every time that we mention a movie is our next movie, and then and it's then not it's, streaming. And then it's not streaming because I forgot to check it before we started recording. Right, what's next on the list? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I'm just making sure it's not on Amazon because that happens. Oh. Um, it is. Nope, it is not streaming on Amazon. So. On to the next movie. That would be Interstellar. Nice. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be Interstellar. It has begun. It has begun. So, I, I highly recommend putting uh, headphones on in this movie and turning up all the way. Uh-huh. Turning it to eleven. Yes. So, a uh, so you can hear Matthew McConaughey cry like a little bitch. Uh, you want to hear that nice stereo? That's not um, very nice. Um, and so Interstellar, it's, um, well, again, this movie has yeah. been on our list a long ass time and, um, let's, let's just double check and make sure it's still on Amazon streaming. It, it, it's been on Amazon for a long time. Interstellar. Um, I've got it on my DVR, so I'm good. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. It's on prime. So it's on Amazon prime. So, sorry, it's not on the Netflix, but it's on Amazon Prime, so hopefully you can get a hold of that and yeah. watch it. So, I recommend you watch it. So, um, next week when, when I rip apart this movie, it'll make sense. As we I will rip you apart like a black hole. Did, did you just call me a black hole? No. Mm-hmm. No, what does he say in the movie? Did you just call Damn, me a black hole? captain. No, no, in the movie he said, did you just call me a black hole? No, it's a black hole. A dark... Anyway, it's fine. It's from the movie Eddie. Go watch it with Whoopi Goldberg. Um, huh? Um, she coaches the Knicks. Um, <laughs> they play the Hornets in that movie, and Muggsy Bogues is in the movie, but because he can't play in the movie because it would be, like, issues, whatever, so they, they put him in a walking boot and had him on crutches. It's kind of funny. Anyway, fine. There we go. Interstellar is next week. Look for that. Hmm. Sorry, um, but then look for it again in another room where there are books. God, um, might be gravitational forces. I'm, I'm that already transcend space and time. I'm already. Wait a minute, just, have I actually already seen this movie? I don't know. If you did and it didn't make sense, then you probably did watch it because it doesn't make sense. Um. Anyway, that's fine. So that's it. Next week, Interstellar. Check it out. It will be a blast. Pun intended. Um. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. Um, and I thought I hit the outro music, but apparently I didn't. Um, so thank you for listening to uh, us because, well, if you don't listen, then we won't, we will stop talking. Uh, maybe I shouldn't tell people that. Um, leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, whatever. Um, we, we, we need those and love those and they're great. Check out our website, cheapseatreviews.com. There's a bunch of movies. Uh, Sam finally was able to upload some movies, so... Uh, check that out, CheapSeatReviews.com. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash CheapSeatReviews. Follow us on the Twitter, at CheapSeatCast. I am at Sean J. Allred. Sam is at Siniji. 
16. Corny is at Johnny Darko 16, and Andrew is at A Jimison. Like, uh, follow them, and then you know, tweet at them things that are you know fun and inappropriate. Uh, and of course, you may always send us your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. Uh, that does that's that does work. And if you guys don't start sending us emails, whether it's just you know, someone will start sending you emails. No, I'm just gonna start <laughs> reading the junk mail that we get. Um, that I get in the inbox. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to get stuff like uh, GoDaddy ads and, um, and Chick-fil-A and Chick-fil-A and Twitter. So there you go. It, it's, it's your fault. It's your fault. So uh, you have no one to blame but yourself. So email the show um, because I asked you to. Uh, that's going to do it. So on behalf of Corny, Andrew, Sam, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening and um, have a good night and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Under there is a maze of shit. <laughs>